and welcome everyone to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, your host, coming to you from Northern California. Today we're going to talk some more cycling, um, Snelling road race results, Merced crit. First of all, in the Snelling, we had SoCal versus NorCal. Who takes home the title? We'll give you an update on that. Young Americans in the World Tour. That's going to be something I'm going to work on later, but we'll just kind of go over that. Some sprinting and climbing in the desert. Some things that make you go, hmm, some winners and losers. And are we experiencing the next or the early stages of the next Eddie Merckx or the next Frank Vandenbroek? Coming up, episode 162 of the Between Two Wheels podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you joining us today. It's your coronavirus update. I think I've got the solution for dealing with the coronavirus. I think all you have to do is subscribe to this show on YouTube, and that uh, that inoculates you from it going forward. Look, uh, that whole situation is getting crazy, and um, we'll talk about it when we talk about some of the desert stuff. But it's it could be the end of world tour racing for this year. I, I, maybe it's it's too speculative as to to you know what this actual virus um, pandemic and endemic what it's going to be um, the results are or what the, the the actual ramifications are of that. But for right now, um, you know, look, they're canceling races out there in uh, the desert, in the UAE, United Emirates, uh, and there are also some issues with, with Italy. It's, it's coming down pretty bad. So how is this going to ramp, you know, how is we going to see, how are we going to see this going forward? Um, I don't know. And, and we'll talk about that. What I do know is there's a young man coming up uh, Remco Evident poll. We're going to talk, I, I just want to break down his early season, his early two seasons, his early everything for the, for the um, world tour, because it's been pretty phenomenal. Look, um, it's, it's actually quite amazing what he's achieved in his short stint. I mean, uh, two years ago in Norway, he won the junior world championships. We saw that win was pretty impressive. Uh, comes from behind. There's a break up the road. He had gone down in a wreck. He ends up catching back up and then going through everyone solo. It's pretty amazing. And look, you don't really know what someone's going to do because people, and especially men, boys in this case, or women actually, they develop differently at different stages. You've seen this with uh, Quinn Simmons. That's uh, kind of quite of a man boy himself as a, as, a, as a junior. LeBron James, I mean, he was a full-on man when he was in high school. Michael Phelps. So, you know, you've got different aspects of different people like this. So you don't know if his record in the junior ranks is going to correspond to the world tour. And it usually takes some time to get up there. Um, you know, you know, look, I think it was something like out of 60 junior races, he had won 50 some. I mean, it was just an onslaught and he does, he's a little guy. I mean, he's five, seven, 135 or 134 pounds, somewhere in that range. So you don't know what he's going to do, but when you race against men, I mean, we're talking grown ass men. You don't know what that's going to be. I mean, these have more experience. They have better fitness. They have better drugs. Did I say that? Well, we don't expect domination is what the point is, but yet. Here we go, and he's got some pretty amazing results. So I thought we'd just take a look, kind of at where he's gone for the over the last since he's been in the World Tour, and we'll start kind of with his 2019. He comes in there, he does the Vuelta al San Juan, which we've talked about, um, you know, this year. He's done well, and that we'll get to that as well. Uh, his general classification for that race last year though was ninth, and you're like, oh, you know, number one on youth classification. 
but he has a smattering of, you know, okay stages and he pulls out a triple, uh, sorry, the individual time trial, pulls out a third there last year and everyone kind of like raised their eyebrows like, oh, that's, uh, that's mighty impressive. Not so good on the climbing stages, has a few other races, you know, mid-series gets a fourth at the uh, cycling tour of Turkey, presidential cycling tour of Germany, uh, Turkey. Uh, mediocre in Tour of Romandy, and you don't know what he's doing. You know, look, they're, they're trying to help him and, and gauge him along. Hammer Series, he gets a win in Stage 2. Now, I don't know if that was the team or what that was. Uh, and, and the Hammer Series is a little different there. Tour of Norway, same, mediocre. Gets a fifth on the Mountains classification. Comes into Hammer Limburg and gets a three wins, or two wins there, Stage 1 and 2, and the General. Now, that's all team stuff, so we'll, we'll understand that. Uh, but then the Belois Belgian tour is kind of where he shocks everybody and says, Hey, I'm here. He went, he gets, you know, mediocre on stage one, but stage two, he wins that he gets a fourth place on the individual time trial. He then gets third on stage four and is able to hold on to the general classification. So not only does he get his first major win, he also then gets the major GC win of this race as well. And it was, there was some, uh, pretty good, uh, I, I want to say, uh, there were some decent riders that are quite decent riders. Uh, you know, it's not a, a shabby race. Uh, he goes into then the Belgian national championships in the time trial, gets third, 84th in the road race. Okay. Uh, the Adriatica Ionica race in, I think it was at Norway or, or Italy. I mean, I'm sorry, Italy. He gets this win on stage three there, uh, does fairly eighth top 10 on GC. Uh, then we hit Classica San Sebastian, his first big monument, and he comes away with the win, you know, pretty impressive. Then he goes into the, this is when he starts to just show his fitness and, and kind of like get over this hump or, or whatever's happening there. Uh, he goes into the European continental championships. He wins the time trial, the individual time trial. Once again, 134 pounds, five, seven, it's a little guy. Uh, then goes to the Deutschland tour, does okay. There does those two races up in Canada, then gets second to, to Ron Dennis in the individual time trial at the world championships. Doesn't finish the road race, but all impressive. Then we have this year, which is pretty short already. And I'm just, because what he's done, once again, this would be, this is some guy's careers. This is a, a, a if you, some of these guys out there, if they ever had these kind of results, they, they would shut it down and say, hey, uh, I've done it for the year. I've done it for my career. I'm perfectly fine. It goes into San Juan this year. And he ends up winning that overall. He gets a third place on the time trial. Once again, he crushes everybody. We talked about that. He over Brandon McNulty. Uh, it's a guy for Dequina. Uh, I'm sorry, not Dequina. It's uh, the other rider that um, Ghana, I want to say, uh, that had done really well in the pursuit. Uh, so anyway, very, very good time there. They did the Merck style little thing of something to come there maybe. And then he goes and actually what was most impressive was the mountain stage, stage five. He gets fifth place on that, but that was one where he had got uh, kind of with due to the winds and I don't know what exactly happened. They got gapped off. Brandon McNulty's up the road and every, you know, minute and a half and, and Remco comes to the front with his team, but mostly him gets back up to the group, not only gets back up to the group, then on the climb, which is a little more of a big green type of climb though. Uh, he ends up, uh, <laughs> putting the pedal down, getting some people pushed out the back and ends up with fifth on the day for the, uh, and gets the overall GC down there in San Juan. Uh, very impressive. But then the one that's just kind of like taking me by, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here is the Volta Algarve, which was no slaw, no slouch of a race. He ends up winning stage two. He ends up winning stage five, which was the closing individual time trial. He was third also on stage four. Um, the stage two result, that had some 
pretty punchy people. It was over Mark Shackman, Dan Martin, Rui Costa, former world champ, Tim Wellens, uh, Lopez, Superman, uh, Federico Federico, uh, Vincenzo Nibali, Baca Molimer. I mean, it goes on and on. These are Kwiatkowski was in the race, Van Avermaet, Swift. Uh, yeah, I, nothing to, to shake a stick at. And then you go in the time trial, and he's he's putting it down the time trial. This guy, I, I'm very impressed by him. And what's what's most exciting to me, because you've also got, you know, we've talked about Matthew Vanderpool or Van Ert, those two other writers that are very impressive and, and exciting as well. But the difference that I see out of uh, Van uh, Evanpool, Remco, is he's a guy I think might be able to be uh, threatening on the uh, Grand Tour scale. So... That, you know, look, he's built for it. He's got, he's short, he's small, uh, and, and I'm not seeing him contest in sprints. So he's, he, he's punchy, but he can time trial. So you get a guy that uh, can climb pretty good and then could put it down on the time trial. I mean, what more do you want? Look, we, we talked a bit about, I, I opened it up saying, hey, maybe the next Eddie Merckx, maybe the next uh, Frank Vandenbroek. Well, Eddie Merckx, most people know him, 200 and some career wins. He'd win from start of the season to the end of the season. But it was a little different time back then, too. You know, bikes were a little different. Eddie was phenomenal, but, you know, not everyone from top to bottom was as fit and as serious about this sport as they, I think, they are now. So it's that the field's is deeper and, and everyone goes full season or, you know, or they specialize actually a little bit more. So you have guys, you know, like Lance would just uh, focus on the tour and it makes it a little bit more difficult. So that was Eddie Merck says, you know, I doubt he's going to be the next Eddie Merckx, but he's probably going to be called those kind of things because he's Belgian. Uh, Frank Vanderbach was kind of the next Eddie Merckx and he was supposed to be this next great thing and got caught up in drugs. I think he died of a pulmonary issue. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of a tragic figure. And so we obviously hope that Remco doesn't go down that route. Um, but, you know, other people have been Roy Nickman. He was going to be the next uh, Greg LeMond. And uh, I just think it overshadows your actual potential when you start to, to make these calls. That's why. <laughs> is that why I'm doing it? Eh, I don't know. It's kind of fun to, to see because when you see him, you see Pogacar and some of these other guys, young riders coming in and they're just killing it at a, you have to expect everything goes up from there right it's not going to be a descending blow it's going to be a trajectory going up and up and up so that's kind of where we're we're looking at down there so i look um very impressive for uh, remco i wish him the best and i, I i'm excited just to kind of see where this is going to keep keep going and um once again i just want to kind of get another infusion of some of these writers in uh, Grand Tours and make things a little bit more exciting. Hey, look, am I an expert? Maybe. I mean, I'm just for it today. Uh, you've got to look the part. If you're authoritative, you wear a tie, maybe that makes you a little bit more of an authority on any subject you want. It's part of just uh, playing the game, right? All right, how about some young Americans in the world tour? Well, I'm going doing a, a breakdown, and so I'll just give you a kind of an overview of what some of these uh, writers are doing. And if you have any ones that I'm missing, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too. But we have uh, Ian Garrison, just 21. He just got a top a three in the La Provence uh, stage race there. Uh, you have Sepp Cuss, he's 25. He rides with um, Jumbo Visma, Ian Garrison with the corner quick step, uh, top 10 at the La Provence and did a great climb on that Von 2. And that to me is once again, you, you saw him winning last year at the Vuelta. So he's already starting off the season well. Brandon McNulty though, kind of the, the rider uh, we expected. I mean, he gets a contract with UAE. So he's obviously a, a rider that you expect a lot out of. 
but um, he comes out San Juan. He does well. He Andalusia. He he contests well, and he's getting in the highlights, and he's causing problems. And I'm really enjoying to see it. He's 21 years old. Last year was the rally. Quinn Simmons, another kind of Remco like, and this, the classics are coming up. That's his thing. We've got those coming up this next week, starting hopefully Corona riders. If it doesn't take him out, um, but Quinn Simmons, that's kind of his thing. He's our 18, um, or he was last year. I think he's race age, maybe is 19 now. But I mean, freak! It's it's unbelievable that uh, what because he, he's already got a top 10 in La Provence in the sprint stage there. So he's he's at least able to to get some competition and some competing in. We have um, Nelson Palace. He's 23. He's now with Education First EF Education First, and you know he did pretty well down. Now I say pretty well. He I think he had the potential to possibly win down in Australia on two different occasions, uh, but he didn't quite get it. But <clears throat> hey, whatever, we're, we're, we're looking for, he's 23, you know, that's up cost 25, two years on him. So <laughs> that's what we have. All right, let's go to kind of a recap. And look, I tried doing this uh, podcast yesterday, but um, as you can maybe hear and see, I'm under the ailments of, I'm not, I, I put out on my ride yesterday. I said, is there such a thing as COVID-18? Because I'm not quite 19, but damn, it's, I don't know what, what why I'm getting sick here again, but that's why I missed the big race down in Southern California last week, the Snelling Road Race. And so we'll go over the results of what happened down there. <clears throat> there was some good riding and some of the predictions that we had made. Um, some of the, uh, the predictions, and we'll just go over to the results as we have here. Talk about the women. I had hoped that there would be more women showing up in the Cat 1-2s, but as it was, there were six finishers, three non-placements. Uh, Kathleen Giles, I believe that's Scott Giles, uh, Masters racer, uh, former national champion. I want to say 14, 2014 in Utah. Um, anyway, he uh, his wife, and that's, did his wife win this last year? Um, I think she did fairly well out of nationals in, in, um, in Colorado Springs. Anyway, she gets the win. And Allison Tetrick, we might all know of her, um, gets second place. Sophia Andrews in third for Point S, presented by Nokia Tires. Uh, how about another? How did the women do as far as their threes? And okay, so the threes, they got 13 finishers, several six, seven, eight additional non placements. I don't know what happened there, but Leslie McAllister wins over Claudia Fiera and Jennifer Steele in the cat threes, in the cat fours. I'm mostly doing this just to see and 15 placements there. Lynn Hunter, Sue Lynn Holt, Candy Masterman, and the fives. So decent little showing. Uh, I'm always looking for more. Uh, Kathleen Houlihan of Eclipse Racing over Laura Smith and Maya Wolf, one, two, and three. All right, let's do the men's uh, 35, one, two, three. I think this was the morning race. I believe there was a breakaway there. Um, I had predicted Mark Tucker. I'm not sure who Peter Corlon is. He's at the Olympic Club, but that team is, I mentioned them. They're tough. They've got Wiffelmacher and um, how come I'm, I'm losing? Uh, I'll come up with the uh, other rider here. Uh, Colt, Chris Coble. Jeez, how, how do I forget? <clears throat> and then obviously Peter Corlon. But Mark Tucker, they were in a break, I think, with Zach Morvant. And that's the one, two, and three there. Mark Tucker of Velo Kings got his Cat 1 upgrade. Congrats. Going to be a beast. Um, maybe you should start doing some P1-2 races with that Cat 1. See what you got there. Um, Olympic Club, like I said, first, second, Mark Tucker. Third place, Mark Mor uh, Zach Morvant, Nathan Parks of Touchstone, and Joe Chacon 
in fifth place. And then Jeff Scott, our teammate, data-driven athlete. Jeff, you see a finish line photo. He has a nice little gap. He's trying to win the field sprint, and he pulls out of the pedal. Got to fix that, Jeff. Can't have that. Um, still, pretty, <clears throat> pretty strong finish either way. How about the 45, one, two, three? This was in the afternoon. I had mentioned on the prediction show that Pete's was really, they, they lined up everyone for this. It was probably the one that they were going to, um, everyone was going to be gunning for. And if they didn't get the win, they might be disappointed. Well, they pull it out with Kyle Glaram. Uh, I got a video of that sprint. He does, he just kind of decimates everybody. Uh, very strong. And it was over, you know, national champion Jonathan Baker, Touchstone, and Rick Lawton of r for r Michael Foley, Rick Morgan, Chris Fisher, Jason Boynton <clears throat> on down. Um, very impressive for Pete's. Good job for them getting off the schneid and getting their their big win out there at Snelling. Big bunch of riders. We had 40. I mean, it looks like a lot of DNPs. But there was, you know, and I think um, while Kyle, Kyle, this is only his only race of the day, I think Jonathan Baker was doubling up. So he had already done the 35s, probably did a lot of work there. <clears throat> then he's out in the Masters 45s, and he ends up getting second. You can just see the sprint. He's tightening his shoes, and it's just a little bit more, you know, maybe a little bit extra in his legs that Kyle didn't have to deal with. But, um, hey, kudos to Kyle. Now the big one. The big one of the day was the P12 race. SoCal brings in Legion of LA. And then on the Northern California side, we have Folsom Bikes. Uh, Lux Sideshow was there with just Luke Lamperti, who's from Santa Rosa or Sebastopol. And then you've got Ride Bikes Bro. We had talked about that. Hey, Ride Bikes Bro, we got your chance to do your lead outs with those two teams. Yeah, didn't really shake out the way uh, Ride Bikes would maybe wanted it, but they got some of their revenge the next day in the crit. Um, but Tyler Williams, who I actually had predicted of Legion, that was going to be, I thought, the rider. I think there was possibly a little bit of a break here, but Tyler Williams wins over Luke Lamperti, Sam Bassetti, fourth place, Brandon Wirtz, a team's Mike, Mike's Bikes then smatters in the top 10 here with, with Brandon, Jeff Linder, Chris Colble, sixth place after he had, I think he had done the 35s in the morning. Very impressive. R Chris Reichert coming in seventh. John Borstelman, the first rider for Volair. Then uh, Legion gets their ninth place with Corey Williams. Cooper Shanks in their 10th for Mike's Bikes. So Mike's Bikes. <clears throat> Look, so who wins the no NorCal versus SoCal? Well, obviously Legion of LA, Los Angeles, um, gets the win. But let's take a look here. Tyler Williams, Santa Rosa. He, he is one of our local boys. We see him in our races all the time. I think, I think uh, NorCal, we get to take, maybe we get to take a little bit of a victory for this. I would say so. All right, anybody else? Tyler Williams, congratulations. Uh, looked pretty beastly out there with the wind, at least the, the post at the finish. So congrats to him and all those other ones that, that uh, raced out there um, at Snelling. Snelling's a big race, and I, you know, I wish I could have made it this year. And then the next day we have the Merced crit uh, at Merced. Um, some of those riders were then able to, let's take a look at the, the women, were able to get their revenge from the day before. Not too many women showed up. Five of them. Thaler Mize ends up winning for Monster Racing over Katie Masterson of Converse and then Madeline Frechetti of She Spoke Racing. Uh, the 45s, one, two, three. Sean Smith of R4R wins over Jerome Nadal. Johnny Lance, David Allen, Cameron Walker of Folsom Bike in fifth place. 35, one, two, threes. <clears throat> uh, I saw this video of Sean Bagley. It's pretty good. And you can see, hey, what? Who's this up front? Well, Chris Reichert. Chris Reichert decides to meddle with the old men 
Now he's still, in, I guess he's 35, so he has that right to do so. Um, teams Mike Spikes, but he's he's a he's a force in the in the local P1 too. So all of us Masters riders who are having trouble uh, between work, coronavirus, and whatnot, um, way to go. Sean Bagley ends up getting a second place there for Evoke Racing. And Dave Grunman, Pete's Coffee in third, Travis Lee of Folsom Bike in fourth, and Mark Tucker, fellow Kings, um, in fifth place. So Mark Tucker, he's a, he's a four, he's a problem too. So this was, I think it came down pretty much to a sprint, but with Reichert kind of jumping early and getting kind of catching everybody. And then he's just able to hold a, a power number that I think is, is more difficult for a lot of people to, uh, to get onto. Okay. Uh, and the P12 race, this is where um, you ended up having uh, Ride Bikes Bros. They end up coming taking a, their revenge, 15 finishers. So not a lot, but there's either people didn't finish or they didn't place or they didn't start. Um, Mike Hubbard, Miles Hubbard, sorry, for Ride Bikes Bros wins over Chris Reichert. So that's a pretty, I think they were in a break and John Borstelman in third for Valaire. Um, Nick Baird of Ride Bikes Bros in fourth and Josh Wood, a Folsom bike in sixth, sorry, fifth place. <clears throat> so, um, congr- you know, look, once again, Merced crit. We also had the cherry pie, cherry pie crit, and Jeff Linder had just had a video coming out about that. He won. He was in a break with uh, the Volaire riders. He and Chris Reichert kind of break that down. Uh, what I saw from there, and I think we had, did we talk about cherry pie before? Yeah, we talked a little bit about it last week. But uh, from what I saw with the video is Jeff Linder, once again, putting the things right as far as doing the, he's, he's in a break. He's got, I think there was a Tarun rider. Linder's now with uh, Mike Spikes. It's a Tarun rider, and then there's two Valer riders, and he wasn't sure about one of them, but one of the guys wrecks with like a lap or two to go, so it kind of takes him out of the... But they're flicking Jeff, and Jeff's just not doing a lot of pulling, and I guess for them, it was they were willing to drag along in a sprinter. Um, good for Jeff. I mean, you know, his, his team's got, I guess, resources from behind. Uh, and then the un- inevitable... Well, not inevitable. The unthinkable happens, whereas um, the team with the two guys in it one of them big ones just blows out on the, it was that 180 corner and then you're down to one. And, uh, what the, it was interesting there that the other guy, as soon as his, his teammate went down, he comes through and just, uh, does a big lead. So maybe he was, uh, was it to their advantage? Maybe they both should have shot I don't know, sat up, who knows, but what we have coming up in the NCNC calendar, uh, Madeira stage race, that's right now. Uh, but there's, I saw emails about small field there. I know they don't do day of, so that's the 28th, Friday through the 1st. They're doing a different thing. I, I know the uh, the pros do like a time trial opening day, like a prologue, and then they have crit and everything else, but road race. But they were doing something different with um, this thing. So if you're doing that race, you're listening, you should probably already know it, but I think check your emails or the NCNCA calendar page or their Facebook page. Uh, Sky Express Livermore on the 8th of march then we got land park crit wards ferry those are the same day you can do what's called a bang bang that's that's the term goes with uh go to one restaurant eat a dinner go to another restaurant immediately after eat another dinner that's your bang bang you can do this too with uh land park and wards ferry i think you do the road race in the morning the crit in the afternoon i've I've known it to be done bariani on the 15th uh, mike's bikes cats hill on the 21st with santa cruz classic on the 22nd Two great races. Piscenta Road Race on the 28th with Chico Steve Harrison Memorial Crit on the 29th. And are you going, anybody else going out there to do that? I don't know. 
I would like to go do the Pesquenta Road Race and maybe the Crit. Uh, I'm just gonna. Am I gonna miss the time trial? This might be the best ever because I don't have to do the time trial. How about some things that make you go? Hmm. All right. Well, Chris Froome, he's back in racing and he's at the tour, the UAE tour. Look, he's expected to suffer to be on the back of the climbs for getting bottles, and he appears to be happy doing the, both of those because he's been doing both of those. But oddly, kind of, so I'm, I'm glad to see him back and, and, and doing the whole thing. But what's been interesting, though, is Ineos and their actual results this year. You look at all the teams, there's two teams that are at the bottom, as far as I'm just talking wins, right? The very bottom is CCC, unless they've won today. I don't know if there's a race around there. Uh, they, Still have not won a race this season. And then you have uh, Ineos. They have one win, and that was on duel from, what, last week at La Provence where he won in the, the last stage there. <clears throat> and that wasn't a super impressive win. You've got Kwiatkowski. You've got G. You've got Garrett Thomas. Um, uh, you know, Bernal has been their best actual probably results guy except for on duel. Uh, down in Colombia, and he just ran into a buzzsaw of uh, Martinez and Higuita and, and EF, oddly, a buzzsaw of EF. Uh, but other than that, it's uh, any else has not been looking all that great. And then Chris Froome now, he's out there to the UAE. And then there was reported, it's supposed to be a what, final stage or two um, after the, the climbing that they had out there. And they said, nope, we're canceling it. Uh, they first reported that two teams were came down with the coronavirus, <clears throat> they were tested positive, so they were quarantining everybody. You know, some of the, the, the journalists are tweeting out about their quarantine. They're testing everybody. Now they said, oh, those two riders or those two different teams that we had, they were just sick. And so they're, I guess they're not positive. Uh, but they're, they're testing everybody out there because, you know, there's a lot of, it's a kind of a hub, international hub. I mean, here, right in here in Folsom, California, uh, they just had a guy that was on a, one of these uh, cruises in, from Japan and I think 700 and some people were found positive from there. He was, he's from Utah. He was in it. Uh, I think UC Davis. Uh, and then they just moved him to Folsom. <clears throat> so we've got the coronavirus coming in here real close, but it's, it's out there in the UAE tour. So wait, look, this is a hmm episode and <laughs> it's just real interesting to see that Ineos is just suffering a little bit and maybe, um, maybe we can have a shortened season, like I said earlier, because of the, the, the virus and the scare of everything and tours and races getting canceled. And if that's the case, maybe they just end up with, uh, you know, one win. There's also another story I, I saw this week about, um, it, it said a SUV driver in Lincoln, California, or in California, drags a cyclist for like a quarter mile or something like that. So you go, okay, you look at it. <clears throat> and it was on Cycling Weekly. And they kept saying that a SUV driver, I don't care what kind of car he's driving. And you look at it and it's a, like a Cadillac SUV. It's kind of a car anyway. But um, I'm like, and then they said where it was. It was Lincoln, California. And I'm like, oh, that's a that's a Dell Webb out there. It's an old man's community, old ladies, old person's community. Well, as it, it came about, you, you they linked to another story, which actually had details, which was this was an 85-year-old driver, hit a rider, didn't have any, I mean, his windshield was shattered, he kept driving. And he's like, I didn't know that, it, what it, that I'd hit anybody. That's a little sketchy. And it's probably true. I mean, if you encounter, you know, people can lose their faculties at, at whatever age, but it does happen at the older age. And especially out there, this guy probably should not have been driving, <clears throat> ends up hitting a cyclist. The guy had broken buttons. It was on the roof until someone else kind of pulls it over. <laughs> it's like a movie, kind of 
forces him off the road. And at some point, it's like, hey, there's a cyclist on your roof. Maybe the the idea. I don't know why they were they were saying it was a, a SUV driver, but um, that's exactly what it was. Um, let's talk about the races out in the UAE. So you got this. I just mentioned a little bit ago, but um, that's kind of the big race that's happening right now. That's not happening. <clears throat> big news on it. Um, it's kind of the, what I would call the Sprinters World Championships. You've got Caleb Ewing. You have Ackerman, Grunewagen, Gaviria. It's been great. But then they have uh, some two climbs that they do uh, the, up the same. They, they do it two different days. And so it's a little mix of, of both of those. Uh, first day you had Ackerman winning the sprint. The next day it's this little climb up to Hata Dam. And you had Caleb Ewing doing a ridiculous – him and Sam Bennett just kicked everyone. It's got a – really pitchy at the top and it's not enough of a climb that the climbers win it. It's basically sprinters that can stay there. And, and Caleb Ewing won it last year. He won it this year. He gets in the leader Jersey, but then they have the next stage going up to this, this big climb. It's like a six K climb. It's just wide open. <clears throat> and, uh, Adam Yates kicks off near the bottom and no one comes with him. Lutsenko tries Poga cars down there. And in the end, uh, Adam Yates gets like a minute and minute and a half or minute five or something like that over over everybody they have another flat stage which gets um grunewagen gets a sprint win um and then they go up and do the climb again and uh, this time pogacar kind of is attacking you got adam yates though being able to stay together so it was a really good climb for those two and then lusenko's there actually lusenko comes around the last corner and he looks like he's got the win and pogacar nips him at the line so Look, so the winner of this race, though, is COVID-19 because it knocked everyone out. Actually, Adam Yates ended up getting the win um, due to the virus because they're, they're canceling the stage uh, altogether. And um, what, let's see what we have coming up for, for the World Tour races. <clears throat> we have Omloop Newsblatt this weekend. It's on Saturday. And with that race, it's kind of your, your opening um, salvo for the classics and it should be an interesting one. Let's take a look and see what they have the little details here. Um, I'm not seeing who who's all. Well, there's Stebar, Pedersen, Philippe Jobert, Greg Van Avermaet, Oliver Nason, Sepp Van Mark, <clears throat> Lawrence De Vries, Dylan Toons. Uh, look, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, racers here, and it should be good as long as they, I, I know Matthew Vanderpoel is basically pulled out because uh, he's been sick. So that's not going to happen for him. Um, Kern Brussels Kern then is on Sunday. So we've got uh, that. And then you know, look, Milan San Remo is somewhat in doubt due to, due to the fact that they have the coronavirus killing everybody, killing everything. So how about some winners and losers? Um, those that are not too sick to race this weekend are your winners or train um, all those other ones might be your losers, which would be your Matthew Vanderpoel in this case. Uh, I just, uh, I think that this is pretty wild. I mean, if, if it's going <laughs> to, if it's going to take everybody out, the coronavirus, it is, you know, I even heard, this is what's, what's kind of crazy is, um, I heard that, <clears throat> excuse me. I heard that, um, the sales for the Corona beer is actually down due to, <laughs> due to the fact that you're having 
because uh, it's named coronavirus, and then they renamed it COVID eighteen or nineteen um, to try. I don't know if it's that or, or they didn't want it associated with uh, something else. But um, you know, change the name. But people aren't buying Corona beer for fear that they're going to get the virus. Should these people be allowed to exist? I, I mean, yes, they should. I'm not not uh, for euthanasia and that. But it does make you wonder if there's a, a possible solution that could be had um, with that. How about uh, our mailbag? Um, look, um, I'm not going to read any more mail because I think uh, you guys can, can can chime in with anything you want here. Um, and basically, I'm I'm just not going to. Um, I don't have the, I don't have the, the the email bag up. And we didn't get that much feedback from the last few races. Uh, we did get some from the, uh, the the like I mentioned the the, the one with the kid was arrested. I got, got a lot of good stuff. And then we had some, oh, I did want to mention uh, the streaming show, the the live show that we did. We did a streaming show for for uh, Snelling, which actually got good amount of views. And I think we're going to try to continue to do that. So I would suggest if you guys want to, to um, subscribe to our pages, uh, subscribe to, especially to the YouTube page. Uh, that one you'll be able to um, see when you get notifications. There's a little bell up there. You click it, get a notification when things go. We'll try to announce maybe on our Facebook or there um, when we're going to do the next stream. And I'd like to do it before one of the big next big races, maybe uh, Land Park, Bariani, one of those. And we'll get maybe you guys interaction, chime in with us. Um, look, this has been a episode 162 Between Two Wheels podcast. I thank everyone for joining in. Prayers out there for those that are sick, and especially for me, I could use it. As always, subscribe to our show. We've got it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, everywhere else. Uh, Between Two Wheels podcast on our YouTube channel. You can search us, uh, B2 underscore podcast on our Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining the show. And of course, until next time, drink your Corona and subscribe to the show. Thank you.